Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. They'll share life experiences, tips, techniques, thoughts, and tools to help you create life exponential. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker. Moving forward with the Decker Team. Moving forward together with the Decker Team. Yetta, it's really, really great to see you. Welcome to another episode because it is great to see you as well on another episode of Life's Inside Track. And I'm Yetta Decker. I'm Ken Decker. And we're excited because we get to share techniques, thoughts, and tips that we all need. We all deserve you, I, everyone, so we can turn our house into home where our families thrive and we live the best life possible. Mm. You know, Ken, it is good to be seen by you and it's <laughs> even nice to see you. Nice. Yeah. You know, that's a Kenyan saying, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of saying hello, they say, I see you. I see you. Well, they don't say it in English, but in oh, the well, language, how do, how do they say it I do not remember. You don't remember how to say I no, see you? No, I had it really good, but how I about don't in remember. Dan how about in Danish? I'm not doing, we're not doing a Danish show <laughs> We're not right doing now. language? We're not doing no. language skills. Okay, We're good. doing... And yet, it's interesting. In this episode, what you're going to learn is when you actually see a person beyond their physicality, but actually see who they be and who they are, not only do you get a chance to grow, they grow. And in fact, the relationship has an amazing opportunity, has set the stage for the relationship, the relationship to grow. I know sometimes when you talk about me in a flattering way you know acknowledging the good things i've done or the great things i've done i grow because my head gets so swollen that sometimes i don't think i can get through the door and that's not what we're actually talking about we're talking about growing in our internal sense of ourselves having a better understanding of who we actually are because have you ever found yourself assessing yourself or what we might call judgment all the, the time word, right the word assessing is just a polite version of judging we're all judging machines you can't we stop are. judging you can't and you can do harmful or helpful judging because mm. i want to judge if it's safe to cross the street I want to judge if it's safe to drive slower or quicker in my car, depending on the weather. I want to be in judgment around those things that make sense for me to be judging. Yeah, like I judged the other day. I was cleaning the snow off of my car, and a coworker's car was behind mine, and I cleaned off their car too. So that was a judgment that maybe they might feel that act of love. Right. So judgment in that sense is determining what makes the most sense, what works well. What we're talking about here is when you see another person or yourself and you move into a state of judgment around your shortcomings or their shortcomings for that matter, that kind of being seen isn't so helpful. What about the judgment when I saw you in grade 12 math class? And I said, ooh, I think she might be my future wife. What about that kind of judgment? <laughs> Sometimes that can work. And so really what we're Worked looking- for me. It did work for both of us, I guess. So what we're looking for is when you see another person looking for what they're doing right, 
how they're showing up in a way that serves them and serves you. Because as as Ken said, although he jokingly said his head swells, it actually has never swollen from that kind of thing. <laughs> um, only from illness. That's more mine, I guess, than yeah. yours. Right? But even though your brain swelled, your head was the same size. I just just saying. <laughs> just saying. Okay, fair enough. And so what we're talking about is when you can or I can see you and see the nice thing that you've done and actually acknowledge you for it, it has a chance to grow your self-confidence and it has the chance to grow our relationship. And it may even, have you ever noticed that the things you either judge in other people or those things that, like a negative judgment. Like are really hard to tolerate in somebody? Yeah, those that things. That kind of thing? That stuff that often... It's actually a thing in yourself that doesn't work very well at times. Yeah, because you can't see it in someone else unless it's in you. It's difficult, right? And mm -hmm. so when I tell you you're really, really generous, I bet I have some sense of my generosity as well. Not that that's why I'm doing it. It's just if we have no understanding of the concept for ourselves, it's difficult to have an understanding of the concept for another person. Right. So the reason you both grow this is really good stuff, Ken. I want to hear it. Yeah, okay. I'm patiently waiting to get my next word in. <laughs> oh, your next three words. <laughs> so the reason this works so well when you can be complimentary to another person, so you're still judging, you're just judging for good stuff rather than negative stuff, is it also allows you to build your own self-confidence. It's kind of like without meaning to... The, it's kind of like when you give a gift, you get the joy of having given the gift and seeing the joy on somebody else's face. It's kind right. of like that. Okay. So when I'm being truly seen, mm -hmm. I want to be seen for who I be, my character. Mm -hmm. Very difficult until I have actions that prove my character, right? And I want to be seen for my character. Mm -hmm. I want to be seen as a child of God and... I also want to be seen for what I do, right? The actions I take, I would like to be seen for those. Basically recognized. How about that? Word? Acknowledged, recognized, appreciated. Celebrated. Any of those words. And, you know, one word may fall flat for you. Like the word celebrate, it took me a long time to actually embrace. Whereas I could... I know. For the longest time, you wouldn't put on the cheerleader outfit and celebrate, you know, my wins. <laughs> and yet acknowledging was it easier. So also finding the way that it works for the other person and for yourself to be appreciated, acknowledged, celebrated, honored, what might be another word that you might want to use. And so it's kind of a fun game that we have learned to play. Celebrating each other. Mm -hmm. And you know what? The first step to that was even asking what we wanted to be celebrated for. Because sometimes I'm in one office, you're somewhere else, some great things have happened. And when we get together, I'd like to be celebrated for what I did or accomplished or served or helped somebody or whatever. And you won't know to acknowledge it, right? Absolutely. And the interesting thing with being seen is sometimes it can feel scary. We don't really want another person to know our inmost thoughts, maybe because they're not awesome or just because it feels vulnerable. Maybe they're awesome, but it feels risky. I've heard it said, and I've actually experienced it, that praising can often be more difficult than criticizing because it shows your yes. heart. 
And also sometimes it's difficult for the person receiving because they will deflect it. <laughs> so if you're being seen for something great that you've done or something good and you're being acknowledged for that, deflecting that that compliment by saying, oh, it's nothing or it's just my job or, oh, don't say that or, you know, that kind of thing actually detracts from you being seen. And when you're seen, you will feel more connected and I might even say less lonely. Because that's really the point, right? When you, when you are in an exchange where you're both being seen, loneliness seems to fall away. But Absolutely. you could be in a room. Have you ever been in a room full of people and still felt alone? I have. Yes. Quite often I'll stand alone. <laughs> in the room. And so really what we're saying is it's not about how many people are around you. It's about whether you're taking the chance, you're taking the risk to really see another person and allowing yourself to be seen too. Yetta, you make me feel so safe. <laughs> We've created for you free access to over 503 episodes of Life's Inside Track, where we share insider tips, where we share really perspectives on how to live an amazing life and build harmony in your day-to-day. -day. And the great news is you get access to them from the home, from your office, or on the go. So I'm thinking... Is it because you, I make you feel safe because I'm so strong and I protect you well? Yeah, that's it. It sounds like that's not it. Well, flex your muscles again. Let's see those pipes. We don't do that. Oh, okay. Because they're not that big. <laughs> okay. So, no, you make a safe environment for me. Mm, so what you're going to learn on this episode is how can we create a safe environment for other people that are in our midst, even in a really short period of time. And it's actually a strategy, I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah, we recently had a friend, a, not a friend, actually, a friend of a friend. That we'd never met before. No, come and stay with us for a couple of days. And very quickly, we were able to go very deep in the conversation, places where she probably never shared about with anybody else. And the reason was a safe environment. And then what happens is the, the outcome of that is a closeness in relationship. And you can become close to people very, very quickly by having deep conversations because you create a safe environment. Right. For us, it used to be our hot tub. Remember we said- It was the dome silence? of silence, Yeah, right? Yeah. And actually, I was talking to somebody the other day. It was actually my daughter. And I said, it would be really good. We have a conversation that we kind of need to have that might be uncomfortable for both of us. And yet, I believe it's an important one to have. Why don't we go out into the hot tub? Because it's a- dome of silence and it's a safe place and you're relaxed and you're chill and we did and you be and chilled it was 104 degrees okay your attitude <laughs> is chill ah, okay. rather than the temperature being chill <laughs> and so it was it worked it was beautiful nobody got defensive nothing 
got out of line. Now, I would propose that whether we're in the hot tub or not, at this point in our life, we're able to really come up, we've established three things that we will be or not be, as the case may be. Ah. And so whether we're sitting in a car, whether we're out on a lawn, or whether we're out skiing, and if there's a conversation, and it could be any conversation, but I find the more intimate or deep conversations has a greater risk, and you've probably found this too, to get off the rails. And sometimes and, these right. three things mm -hmm. are unspoken. And well, the you don't problem have to is, say them. Yeah, but the problem is, if you don't say them, sometimes those unspoken rules get broken. They break to a trust. Mm -hmm. And then when the trust is broken, the friendship's broken, the openness is broken, and now suddenly people have something to hide, something to protect, something to defend. Or something to even, prove. And maybe even something to fear. Right. And we... So, I, so, I think after that introduction, people might want to know what these three things are. What do you think, Yetta? Yeah, I think so. So, the first one is no repercussions. And no repercussions means a couple of different things. It shows up in a few different ways. So, you're one, not talking in orchestra with no per percussion. percussions. No, no not repercussions. Yeah, no okay. repercussions. Okay, I got it. And no repercussions means that what is said is going to remain confidential. It's not mm -hmm. going out on Facebook world. It's not even when somebody else says, what's going on with so-and-so, and you know something, you don't share it. Like, you keep it quiet. I've found myself lately saying a lot, I don't really have a lot to say about what you just asked me about. Why don't you check with the person? Call the kids or call whoever they're asking about because I don't know when I'm going to cross the line. And so I'm better not to even move down the line at all than to cross the line, risk so crossing you the line. So want to avoid that line at all at I, all costs. I just get rid of it. Get rid of the line. <laughs> so keeping confidentiality. The other piece of no repercussions is sometimes, and maybe this has happened to you, when I've shared something that's meaningful to me, deep and intimate with someone, it's cost me because they'd thrown it back in my face at a time I wasn't expecting it. Oh, but what about in private? And you've said you struggle with something, and then they come back to you in private and say, ooh, I thought maybe that behavior was right. not what you really wanted to do. Would and that be okay? It would be okay, provided it comes from a center of love, which is actually the third one, which is really the sense of unconditional love. So love me in my brilliance and love me in my ugly. Because oh, sometimes speak more about that because a lot of times people say, "Love me when I'm struggling. Love me when I'm sad. Love me when I'm depressed. Love me when I'm injured." But ooh, love me in my brilliance. Love me when I have done something spectacular. Right, because so often, and maybe this has happened to you too, I, I'm hoping that I'm not alone in all of these things, that you can relate to these situations in your own life, because I think it's true, and yet you might not want to admit it out loud, which means somebody hasn't created an environment of safety for you, because that's, oh. if you don't feel safe, you ain't going to confess I feel safe on the stuff. air, because no one, uh, you know, that listens to us on CHRI has ever used anything I've said against me. 
or on YouTube for that matter. <laughs> they haven't come back to hurt you with it. No, not that I'm aware of anyway, so I feel safe on the air. Fantastic. And so loving me in my brilliance means not being intimidated by what I've done, but celebrate and acknowledge and appreciate that that was my thing to do, or in my case, for me to celebrate you for your magnificence and not be threatened because it wasn't something I could do. What you did, Mm. I can't do. So you're saying the brightness of someone's light doesn't diminish you. No, because we have It different. actually gives you encouragement to brighten your light. Right. And so to acknowledge the other person rather than loving them only in the hard stuff, love them in their great stuff. Okay. So you jumped from one to three and our I listeners did. are going, what, what, what was number two? I was writing it down. What is number two? That's where I would be. You, you, you skipped two. It's driving me crazy. What's two? No, no judgment. judgment. Which we've talked about in segment A of this same conversation, really, about being seen. Now we're talking about being safe. If I think you're going to judge me or you think I'm going to judge you in a negative light. Wait a minute. It gets even worse. I'm going to judge myself. Yeah, self-judgment is the ugliest thing. Because... I don't, I do know about you. I'm sure you are like me. I'm calling you out right now that there are times you have said things to yourself that you would never in one million years say to another human being. Or maybe your child. Yeah, but I'm, we're talking but about self judgment. No, but right I'm just now. saying you might, you mm. might say something to yourself mm. that you would never say to your child. Mm-hmm. And you might even say it about yourself as when you were a child, like thinking that you messed up as a five-year-old or a seven-year-old or mm-hmm. something traumatic went on and you you judging how you reacted from an adult's perspective, but not from a five-year-old exactly. perspective. So self-judgment. Ugh, That's the worst. Makes me shiver. So what we're going to encourage you to do is – Find one friend or be that friend where you can simply sit in and create this safe environment for yourself and for them. Yeah, my muscles are really stiff from the trainer last night. Is it time to stretch? (laughs) So for over 30 years, we've been helping you not only buy and sell real estate, in fact, helped over 3,017 families navigate the journey of investing or selling their home or buying. We've actually been able to come alongside people and help them strengthen, heal, and flourish in the relationships, grow their fun, grow their faith, and grow their finances. And, you know, yes, Ken? Because it's really stiff. Yeah. When I straighten my arms straight, Mm -hmm. like it pulls on my bulging biceps. Right. And it's not really time to stretch the way you think it is. Oh, no? No. I thought this show was all about stretching. It's all about stretching. And in this episode, what you're going to learn is how to stretch within your relationships and your communication with people, oh, so if you not so on, much your muscles. What if you pull on my arm? Would that, no, that be stretching? No, that's not the kind. And that's relational stretching? That's not the kind we're talking about oh. today. So what are we talking about today? How can guess- you stretch or strengthen and i think when we're talking about stretching a relationship you're expanding it it's getting 
bigger, fuller, fuller, more intimate, more robust. And we can stretch a relationship sometimes by going back to the basics. And what if we stretch it too far? Ooh, it might break. break? It might. Because then that's not stretching, that's stressing. Right. So this is not about having a stress into the relationships you existing existingly or that exist in your life right now. Obviously, I am going to break my language skills right now. <laughs> Rented lips, can't do anything with them. Can't do anything with them. <laughs> and so stretching isn't, it's probably uncomfortable. It's always uncomfortable. it's not catastrophic. It's not going to break anything or if you're stretching a relationship and it does break, I'm going to propose that potentially it was going to break in some other way anyhow. You just might have expedited it? You might have. Like purulated it? (laughs) Kind of like purulated (laughs) it. Or UPSed it? it. (laughs) Kind of like that. Because every relationship and every conversation we have either strengthens and stretches or expands the relationship or shrinks Mm, it or harms it. Like it does either. Susan Scott said. Goodness or harm. What did Susan Scott say? Well, Susan Scott said that every communication and every failed communication, actually, it first happens slowly. Maybe I should say it. Okay, you go ahead. Relationships fail slowly, then quickly by one failed conversation after another. Mm-hmm. That was the right way she said it. <laughs> I was bouncing all over the place. <laughs> Forgive me. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know you Fierce will. Fierce Leadership, great book. Fantastic book. Mm-hmm. Or Fierce Conversations. It's in both of them, actually. Yeah, and fierce really means real. Yeah, it means real, authentic. authentic conversation. Yeah. yeah and exactly. so when we were talking going back to basics, one of the tools that we used in the early days when we talked over each other a lot more than we do Some today. Some people might say we still do, Yetta. I know. So, but, but when we were talking over each other, we weren't laughing and kibitzing like we do here. We were like yelling at each other in anger. Right. Or cutting screaming. each other off because we didn't want to hear what they had to say. And we just frankly yeah. wanted to be heard. Like for talk our- to the hand because the face isn't listening. That kind of that, thing. That yeah. kind. But what tool did we use? It One was so awesome. One of the tools awesome. we used was a small piece of hardwood flooring. It was actually a piece of parquet hardwood flooring. It was just like four inches long, one inch wide. And we kept that with us pretty much all the time at the beginning because we had to slow down our communication and go back to the basics of whoever had the floor, whoever had that piece of flooring, had the floor to speak. And the person that didn't have the piece of floor wasn't able to speak other than if the person paused long enough that had the floor and you needed clarity, you could ask for clarity. But otherwise, no sharing your viewpoint. The whole point of slowing it down was slowing it down to ensure you're actually listening to the other person for the sake of hearing what they were saying, rather than listening to the other person preparing your response. I just had a thought. We should title this episode, Hardwood Floor Saved My Marriage. (laughs) (laughs) It did, actually. That was a piece of saving our marriage for sure. So that's a really basic skill. Whether you use a piece of floor or you find a different way 
pass a pen slow, back and forth if you have to, a pen. Right. Yeah. Just to slow down the conversation, especially when there's a level of um, angst. There, that's the word, angst. How do you spell angst? This isn't a spelling <laughs> show. I can't do like that right now. It is. <laughs> if it was a spelling bee, I'd fail. <laughs> you and me both. So, thinking about ways, what ways have you slowed down a conversation where? not ended the conversation, just slowed down a conversation that wasn't going well? Is it, have you taken a pause? Have you said, you know what? I need five minutes to regroup my thoughts and I can come back to this conversation because I'm pretty mm. sure whatever is going to come out of my mouth next isn't going to be effective for this, for us, for our relationship. And this isn't just about a marriage relationship. This is all relationships. I used to just leave. That was bad. Well, it wasn't helpful. No, because you would feel unsafe. That you would feel that our, you know, our relationship was in jeopardy. And and then what I learned was again communication skills. Right, just saying I feel this conversation is escalating in the wrong way, and I need a break, and I will come back to it, and I will come back to you. And our relationship is safe. Right. And we're going to be okay. Yeah. A and then I would leave. And then he would leave. And pull out the remaining hair I had. <laughs> you stop a little <laughs> bit. Uh, so it's really just a matter of slowing it down. I think that is probably one of the wisest things we can mm. do and that we've ever done to be able to have the conversation win. You know what else Another slows it down a lot? What? Active listening and women are great at it. they go mm -hmm, uh -huh. they're they're like they're acknowledging not too much of it, though. not too much it drive you crazy but they they acknowledge and then you know we were taught to paraphrase back yeah and i don't think that's the best i don't think so either because i feel like no no like you just feel like someone sometimes the odd word the odd word or the the idea and really this word is like Tell me more about that, Yana. Or the scariest, the scariest thing to ask is, how did that make you feel? Those are great conversation stretchers. They are, especially if you're actually listening. If you don't give a rip, I mean, this is, this is something that will shrink a conversation. If you really don't want to know how they're feeling or what they're thinking or what's going <laughs> on for them, don't ask. Like, you're better not to ask. No, because if someone starts pouring out their heart and then they recognize that you ain't paying attention, and I use the word ain't on purpose. Uh-huh. <laughs> it gets you into a lot. It's another failed conversation. And so what Ken was saying near the beginning is every relationship's either going to succeed or fail one conversation at a time. So we, we're having them anyway. So we might as well have a successful conversation and that will stretch and expand our relationship. So how about making this the season to deepen, grow, and stretch your relationships rather than shrink? Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe you're saying this is a lot of stuff I haven't heard about before. I would encourage you to grab a book. There are so many amazing books out there, including the one we referred to uh, by Susan Scott. So Fierce Leadership or Fierce Conversation. So we are honored to be your partners on the journey. 
moving forward with the Decker team. Moving forward together with the Decker team.